When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Jay! Go ahead, Key. Mm-hmm. I see you I don't think you should. Mike hey, McCarthy Jay, I don't think back. you should be the uh, I don't think you should be the point guard. I'm not trying to have you lose your starting job, but I don't think you should be the point guard, you know? Why not? He's saying what I, I, just don't think, I just don't think you, uh, How can you, you know. Your job? <laughs> I'll be laughing at everybody when they say stuff like that. The hot takes. Let me tell you something. The return of the Mac, the one dude who's back to run the show year after year is not the head coach. It's Jerry Jones. That's the whole problem. But uh, listen, I digress. The Cowboys were eliminated from the playoffs in the divisional round. So what do they do going forward? Let's spin it forward, as they say, in the business. We'll get to that. But first, Ed Werder was on SportsCenter and said he's never heard what McCarthy said yesterday following a playoff loss. Ed Werder said this in all his years covering the NFL and the Cowboys. Listen to Mike McCarthy at the post-game press conference. Um, I thought we were nervous to start the game. Uh, Fell it in the locker room at the team prayer. Um, but I thought we fought through that okay. I mean, I, you know, they, we held them to field goals, and I think once our guys settled in, um, I, I, th- I thought I thought that you know it balanced out and the competitiveness there, but you know the the up and down was a challenge. You know the offense not getting into a rhythm. You know I thought the defense played stronger in the second second half gave us gave us a chance to stay in the game, and you know we needed to make a couple more plays on offense. Right. Well, that wasn't the post. I mean, technically, it was post game, but it was the end of season press conference that you just heard. I said he, they were nervous, and then later key. You know, said, let me take that back. Uh, not nervous exactly, but... Angst. Angst. Which they, is worse than being nervous. They were angst-ridden. Why were there... It, like, what angst are you feeling in that moment? You're feeling angst? You're in the playoffs. Man. Yeah, you don't... I, I hate to say you don't understand, but you don't understand, You understand. Man. No, it's... Yeah. It, it's You're always going to feel it, that. It's a... Um, it's an interesting, interesting feeling... And it may not be all 53, right? It may only be a handful of guys that feel a certain way and the mood may change within the locker room in terms of they may, you know, for the 17 games during the season, they probably was playing Biggie and Tupac. Now they get to the playoffs and ain't no music being played. But You, that, you feel me, Jay? Yeah, Key, we're, we're still on the same page here. And look – I, from firsthand experience, when people will start projecting you to win things at a massive level, like win a championship, when you're going through the regular season, you got time, right? So, like, when things don't always equate to the way you want, like, all right, but we still have time to fix it. Like, we're still going. When you get to a playoff scenario, when you get to any kind of one-and-done elimination tournament, it, it just feels different. And it takes a lot of years of experience to go into it be like, yo, we'll be fine. It's but. With that expectation, though, Key, my only thing was that you and I, Key, we know that occurs. Like, we know that happens because we've been there. I've just never heard a coach come out and kind of, like, say that, right? Like, well, we were 
We were nervous. Like, it could, you can feel that, but you just don't this see is that not to Dak the media. Every, this is not Dak Prescott's first time in the playoffs. And but it might not have been. But it probably $40 million dollars a year Dak, it is, though. though. Okay, With but it might not have been Dak. But the, the nervousness or anxiety is one thing. But angst, like a feeling of like some big negative thing is about to happen, right? But that's they not, also – That's a lack of leadership, and I don't think that's Dak Prescott. But it might not be Dak, though, Max. It might be – the left tackle, it might be the, the, the middle linebacker, it could be the guard. We don't know, and I'm sure the coach des- doesn't definitively know, but he has a pulse for his team and a feeling on how things feel. Everybody's not good at press conferences, right? Some coaches get up there and they don't say anything because they're just not good at it. Then Mike Tomlin, on the other hand, is really good at it. Bill Parcells, really good at it. Sean Payton. Really good at it, where Mike McCarthy might be a guy who just isn't good at the way that you want him to deliver it. That's fair. Key, and that's fair, you. and he is a championship-winning coach. Question yeah, for you, Key. One. Have you have you ever spent time with Mike McCarthy? I have never spent time with okay. Mike McCarthy. Okay, yeah. I was just curious because, you know, we may mention a pulse, and it almost feels like to me – like a guy like, um, and I know he's done some questionable things, but still his, the energy that coaches give off sometimes. Like I wonder if Bruce Arians were the coach for the Cowboys, like how would that feel different? Because it just seems, Key, and this is just my, my perspective on it from the outside, not knowing Mike, Mike McCarthy. Does he exude superior confidence, right? Like when, if I sense, if I'm in a locker room and I sense that my team is nervous or experiencing angst during the team prayer, I am going to try to do something to say, listen, you, we are going to win this damn game. Like, look each other and I. There's something to be said about getting your players to believe in each other mm-hmm. or be, making them feel that you are superiorly confident yeah. in he what started, they are. And I don't know if that's also, Michael McCarthy. He, start, he started uh, catching on when during the prayer they were like, please, let us get a better coach. <laughs> but no, you no, also, did they say that? Yes. I'm just curious. I don't you know. You also got to realize, too, sometimes veteran players – that have experience or no experience, but have a certain snack, crackle, pop, cachet to them, could feel the pulse of a team as well. Fair, fair. My, my first playoff as a New York Jet, first playoff experience ever was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And obviously I lit it up, but I wasn't nervous. I made sure that, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm getting ready to get everybody. This is we getting ready to be loose. I don't care. I'm young. I'm wild. I can give two you-know-whats about what people think, and it loosens your team up. Mm-hmm. And you got other players that are veteran guys that have been in playoffs and battles before. The Cowboys may have had a few guys that's been on teams that have appeared in playoff games, but not with this type of pressure on their head. So Mike McCarthy addressed his job security – I want you to listen, Key, and I want to spin this forward afterward. Okay, first listen to McCarthy. Yeah, I, I don't put a lot into it because I know what I personally put into this. You know, I, I understand what goes on here every day. Um, I know how to win. I know how to win in this league. I know how to win playoff games. I know how to win a championship. So I have great confidence in that. Uh, what we've built uh, here in two seasons, um, I feel very good about. Um, and I think with that, uh, you just you stay true to that. 
okay, so he thinks his job is secure. Stephen Jones, Jeff, everyone's saying his job is secure. So what do they do next year to get better? I don't want to say fix. That's a trigger word for Key. Key will be like, well, what do you mean fix? So, so Key, how do, <laughs> how do you know what I was saying? <laughs> oh, I know you very well. How do you take the next step as the Cowboys going forward? How do they avoid getting knocked out in the first round of the playoffs? Well, one, they, they've got to – They've got to self-evaluate. What that means, Max, is they need to go and look at why they got bounced out of the playoffs, right? The penalties. they got to figure out, okay, how can we clean that up? What do we need to do? Do we need to implement concentration drills in training camp? Do we need to implement something doing practice throughout the week? Then they need to start to look at the personnel. How do we get our offensive line like it was five years ago? We get a little bit older. Torrin Smith may not be there. What do we, how do we address that? Oh, Amari Cooper. Oh, may not be there. How do we move on from that? You, you start to look at certain things. Oh, we need to get better here in the secondary. Oh, maybe we need to get better over here. And you start to assimilate what can get you over the hump and put it together. That is how you do it. You don't go into a sheer all-out panic because the panic won't set in until Max Kellerman and Jay Will is back on the show in September and start to really bash at the Cowboys for being anointed an elite team again. Can you please stop lumping me into this group that I've been bashing the Cowboys? I am not. I, I told you that I was pulling for Dak to actually play well. I, I, I didn't say Dak. I said Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Fine. I think Mike anyway, McCarthy is the perfect coach for this team. I never want him fired. Go ahead, the Jay. The worst. I. So a couple of things, Key. Number one, you know, your OC, your DC. Are you able to bring those guys back? Um, I, I wonder what the confidence level is in Kellen Moore from a guy uh, like Mike McCarthy and how that kind of factors out with Jerry Jones. So that's something to pay attention to with all these new job openings. Will they be able to keep these two on board with the way the offense and the defense both have, have grown? The defense in particular have grown from last last year in the NFL to being mid of the pack but still showing potential to be better. Then you got guys like Randy Gregory, Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, who's also injured, uh, Jaron Kierce. Like, what do you do with these players that, you know, they were pivotal to your team in certain varieties? Do you try to bring these, back, these guys back? So I think just from a team completion perspective, there's a lot that you have to figure out on the ground first. Does that mean you agree with me, Key, or you disagree? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, was, I was waiting. I was giving room for Max to breathe. I, well, was, I, I, I would say that what McCarthy said to me that was interesting there was, I know how to win in this league. I know how to win playoff games in this league. I know how to win championship in this league. He's talking to, his, to the team through the media, right? Like, stay the course. I know what I'm doing. I think there are – I believe there would be some people, because I'd be one of them if I were in that locker room – thinking, yeah, you knew how to win a championship way back when with Aaron Rodgers, but eventually you didn't know how to do that anymore and you lost your job. And we just got knocked out in the first round of a, of a game we were making a comeback in because our quarterback and our center didn't know the rule because our quarterback didn't execute correctly. And to me, that's preparation. So, Key, I hear what you're saying about Mike McCarthy a head coach's job is a lot of stuff that someone like me doesn't know because I haven't lived it, right? And you do. I get it. And I'm, and I'm not doubting that he's good at a lot of those things. But there are other key things where he may be lacking, especially if, even if it's the coordinators or what a position coaches, whatever else, it's on the players. In the end, when you see that kind of lack of execution and the lack of discipline in the moment of truth, 
buck stops with the head coach. It could be hey, a year hey, of growth. Before though, we Max, move on baby. to Joe, before we move on to Joe, Damon Woody was just on the show. Uh-huh. You know, he's won a couple Super Bowls. You know that, right, Max? Yep. Yep. What did he say? And, and, who, and what did he say? Who he did blamed he the say? players. And, and, oh, okay. And by okay. the way, Jay, I, I mentioned at the time, Key won a Super Bowl. Damian Woody won two Super Bowls. The kind of people who win championships are oftentimes the people who say, no, 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 buck stops with me. Don't look any further than me. They're able to look at themselves in the mirror, accept responsibility, good and bad, and, 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 and work, right? So it doesn't surprise me that Key and D. Wood are like, the coach ain't out there. You guys are out there. I get it. But from a dispassionate analyst point of view, hey, I'm just looking at what's going on. I don't have to say, oh, take it. Yeah, it's on the players. It's also like Bill Belichick teams. It doesn't happen at the end of a game like that. Why not? I mean, you can make that point for the players. I hear you on that, and I agree with that. I mean, that also should have been like a 20-point loss, though. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The game was a lot, it became a lot closer because Jimmy G and company gave them opportunities to be in that game in the first place. That's right. McCarthy's so sorry. They should have lost by 20, not uh, one point. No. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get to the team still actually in the playoffs. Rex in studio. Who does Joe Burrow remind you of? He reminds me of Tom Brady. Earlier in the season, I mentioned it. His mannerism, but his leadership, and in the biggest moments, this guy is the calmest, and he's got just a hired killer mentality, and that's why he reminds me of Tom Brady. And 10 years from now, we're going to say, this guy's the next Joe Burrow. But who will be the next mm-hmm. Joe Fortenbaugh? That's the question. Because the real Joe Fortenbaugh is with us right now. What's going on, Joe? Not a question I think a lot of people are asking this morning, but I'm glad you are, Max. Thanks for having me as always. How you guys doing? We're doing good. Maybe not as good as you. We're going to get to our picks and house money in a few minutes. But, Joe, let's jump right into it with the games. Cincinnati at Tennessee. Tennessee is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 47, but only three-and-a-half at home. Yeah, this one's interesting because there were some books here in Las Vegas that opened this game, Tennessee minus two and a half, probably expecting a lot of Cincinnati money. They've been a public darling as of late, and it was nothing but. Tennessee came flying out in terms of the money. It pushed it through the key number of three, up to three and a half. No movement on the total so far from 47 to 47. Derrick Henry expected back. Keep in mind. Mike Vrabel has been an absolute beast when coming off a of bye week. We always talk about Andy Reid with extra rest. Vrabel's 4-0 straight up, 4-0 against the spread, and beating the closing point spread by 19 points mm. per game. Not winning by 19, covering the spread by 19 Man. points per game. That's insane. Cincinnati shaky in the red zone last week, Key. Two for five when they got down inside the 20, and that was against a bad Raiders red zone defense. Something to keep an eye on this week. That is correct. You look at Cincinnati, though, with the awesome offensive playmakers that they have at the skill positions, including Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, along with Higgins and Boyd. The secondary of the Tennessee Titans is suspect. They can get their red zone problems fixed this weekend in Tennessee. I like Cincinnati to win this football game going away. You see, Joe, I, I, I'm leaning towards Tennessee covering here, and I know that Joe Burrow is the is the hot guy and Joe Mixon and that relationship he brings to the table with him and Jamar Chase. But just hearing your, your stats about what he is ATS as far as Mike Rayroll against the spread for people out there. We use acronyms for gambling. Um, 4-0, coming off a bye week, that's pretty incredible. And controlling the clock, the run game was already established without Derrick Henry there. Limiting the amount of times and opportunities for Joe Burrow to make those credible passes. I, I'm starting to lean towards Tennessee covering here. Yeah, yeah I mean – it's got to be the protect Cincinnati's protection's got to be on. You got to give Burrow time. You know Vrabel's going to be coming after him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I I think Cincinnati has a puncher's chance to win the Super Bowl 
but it's a puncher's chance. They're not likely to do it. Um, I still think they can upset Tennessee. San Francisco at Green Bay. Green Bay is favored by six, though that first game was tight. Over under 47. What do you think, Joe? Think this one through. The public is going to be all over San Francisco. They saw the big win at Dallas last week. San Francisco's that team that everyone's highlighted as the who's the scariest team left in the playoffs? Who's the one team you wouldn't want to have to face? That's San Francisco right now. So why is it that they open as a four-point dog and the money floated on Green Bay and knocked it up to six, right? The mm. pros are playing Green Bay, and here's why. Number one, this is San Francisco's sixth road game in eight weeks. Sixth road game in eight weeks, and they have to play this one on short rest. They played at Dallas on a Sunday. Now they got to play at Green Bay on a Saturday against the Packers team that's had two weeks to get ready for this game. Fred Warner's banged up. He's the MVP of the defense. Nick Bosa's coming off a concussion. And look at the Jimmy Garoppolo stats from the Dallas game. He was lighting them up right before the shoulder sprain, and afterwards he was a mess. He looks like he's going to play in this game, but with his shoulder sprain against Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau, I shudder to think. I know San Francisco has become this big darling, especially in the underdog role. Green Bay laying six, that is a dangerous team to fade in the playoffs. It is a dangerous team to fade in the playoffs. When you think about it, the 49ers are slightly banged up. You mentioned Jeremy Garoppolo. You mentioned Fred Warner, Nick Bosa's concussion. Their secondary isn't great. We know what we know what the Green Bay Packers are on the offensive side of the ball at home in a hostile environment, cold weather, as that thing starts to dip in the second half. And imagine the fan base is there. There was no real fans in the stands last year when they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game and lost. That won't be the case against the 49ers. The 49ers are traveling to Milwaukee, which is a long distance on a short rest. I think they lose this game. They fly all the way back to San Francisco. All right, Joey. Los Angeles at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay three-point favorite over and under 48.5. Bucks open minus two and a half. Most shops have moved up to three with some Tampa money coming in, but you're seeing a lot of people get very interested in the Rams at plus three. Total went from 48 to 48 and a half, so not a lot of movement there. These two met in L.A. back in week three, which feels like a decade ago. Rams won that game 34-24. Tampa Bay gets a little extra rest. They played on a Sunday. They're at home. Rams play on Monday night. They got to travel across the country, so that's something to keep in mind. Tampa at home this season has been lights out. 8-1 and one straight up, 7-2 and two against the spread. They're outscoring the opposition in those, in those games by 16 points per game. They have dropped the hammer on people. L.A., I think a lot of people are going to want to play L.A. because we just watched them Monday night and they housed the Cardinals. Number one, the Cardinals were woefully underprepared for that football game. Cliff Kingsbury did an abysmal job. Number two, the Rams were able to get the running game going, which was huge because it covered up some of the inconsistencies from Matthew Stafford. You're not going to have that luxury against Tampa Bay, who ranks top three in run defense. Mm-hmm. They limit what you do. Stafford's going to have to make plays, and he's going to have to outduel Tom Brady on his home turf. Keep that in mind for everyone jumping all over the Rams. Well, listen, Tom Brady's no Justin Herbert under pressure. That's what the numbers say, <laughs> clearly, and he will be under pressure. I, I, I like the Rams here. I, they, All right, I mean, well, Aaron I Donald. was going to Go ahead, Key. Go with your in. breakdown. <laughs> Go give us your breakdown, Key. Get in there. If, if, if I'm allowed to. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in for it, I think, in this football game. When you look at the front of the Los Angeles Rams, no Christian Worth in this big-time tackle, all-pro-protecting Hall of Fame quarterback in Brady. He's not in this game. When you look at it, Brady's missing a lot of the same weapons that he faced the the Rams with earlier in the season, and we all know what happened in that football game. 
if they allow the Rams to tee off on Tom Brady, it's going to be a long night for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bucks in this one, and I I know that what we saw Cam Akers and Sonny Michelle do against the Cardinals, uh, and I agree with you, Joe, was something that people were like, wow, you know, Cam Akers takes so much time off and he looks so bouncy and so back, but knowing that rush defense uh, for Tampa Bay, like I I think that defensive line is gonna hold up, and I, this is gonna be a battle between quarterbacks. I agree with you, Joe, and I'm gonna err on the side of Tom Brady to make. Quick decisions and guys like Von Miller, uh, they're not going to be able to get to him as quickly because of his decision making. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Key on this one. You're going rather, with he's with me. You heard me say it first. Um, Joe Fortenbaugh. Oh, this is the game, Joe. This is the, the game, best Joe. One, Buffalo at Kansas City was a two point favorite at home. Can hey, Buffalo hey, beat him twice at Arrowhead in the same season? Over under is 54 and a half, Joe. So Kansas City opens as a two-point favorite. Some shops have moved down to one and a half, so it has been Buffalo money. Keep an eye on this total. It did open as high as 55. It has ticked down a bit to 54 and a half. That feels like a pros versus Joes divide waiting to happen this weekend where the pros side towards the under and the public's going to be all over the over because they believe it's two high-powered offenses, two great quarterbacks, and that it's going to be a shootout. It very well could be, but that total coming down early in the week says something to me, so be very careful, though. Uh, with that one. Buffalo really flipped the switch. We all talked about this last week. Week 14, something happened in that locker room in Tampa Bay at halftime. They're trailing the Bucks 24-3. They come all the way back to tie it up at 27. They lose the game in overtime. Since then, they ripped off five straight wins by an average of 18 points per game. They have the better defense coming into this matchup. They can score plenty of points in this game. They've been to Arrowhead Stadium before in the playoffs last year in the AFC Championship game. I don't think the weather or the crowd noise is going to be anything that affects these guys. I can see why the number's ticking down. I can see why people like Buffalo in this spot. If you are going to get over the hump, this is the team you have to do it against. You are the better team coming into this game, in my opinion. I'm leaning the Buffalo here. If you think about the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City, I've never known under Andy Reid for Kansas City to lose two games in the season to the same team at home. That would be new to me. And at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes is on fire. I understand Buffalo took care of business against an undermanned New England Patriot team. It would a bad quarterback in that situation. This is not the same. It's Patrick Mahomes. I'm rolling KC. All right, let's get the house money, guys. Uh, everybody except for Max lost money last week, so Whoa. Joe still has forty six forty. Uh, Max has thirty two seventy five. Jay has thirty eight ninety, and Jay has uh, Key has sixteen dollars. So in uh, hey Evan, we should explain it's different amounts because okay, it's, we so started. Sure, everybody started with different amounts. Max uh, Max started with thirty. Joe started with fifty. Jay started with forty, and Key started with twenty bucks based on how they finished in the regular season. So mm-hmm. moving through this, Key, you got sixteen dollars. You start us off. What are you spending it on? I'm going to spend five dollars on the Kansas City Chiefs to cover. I'm going to take another five bucks. And spend it on the Green Bay Packers to cover. That's all I got for you. Max? I'm going to take five bucks and put it on the Packers to win. I'm going to put five bucks on, uh, wait a minute, who, uh, Jeez. on the Rams to win. Okay, I'm going to take ten bucks for the Packers to cover. I'm going to take five bucks for the Bucks to cover. And then I'm going to take five bucks for Tennessee to cover. I'm going to throw something out there. Wait, Joe, can I buy half a point for the Tennessee? Can I buy half a point? 
by a half a point. Yeah, Key. You have to talk to Evan about that, I'm sure. Okay. Which, by the way, let me throw something out there. I was talking to them before I jumped on with you guys. Evan's a worse accountant than the guys at Enron. Okay. (laughs) He, this dude, like every week, there's some sort of uh, misaccounting. So if if any of you are feeling like you're being cheated, there's a really good chance you are. It Mm. works out. Hey, Joe, were you being cheated this week, or did I, you know, maybe push a little in your favor? Huh? I had had to be honest in which direction. I had to let you know that I did that I went one and two, not two and one. Yeah, well, you know, it all works out throughat the entire course of the season. It evens out, huh? Yeah. Like referees mistakes. It's, it's like it a baseball card. Sure about that. At the end of the season, everybody's baseball card is with their averages. It comes out a wash. <laughs> uh, I'll give you three. I'm going to all of them are going to be risk $3.30 to win $3 trying to uh, demonstrate would, you, some you proper bankroll management here. Like Packers minus that. 6. When it comes to the Niners, like I said, six road game in eight weeks. The Garoppolo injury worries me. I like Green Bay rested there. Tennessee minus three and a half. This feels like a big step up in class for Cincy. This essentially feels like Buffalo at Arrowhead last year against the Chiefs. You've got a physical, uh, well-respected, lots of playoff experience team in Tennessee hosting that little darling that's on the rise, and then they get the rude wake-up call here. I think that's going to happen. Tennessee minus three and a half. And then I will take the Bills plus two. I was looking at the money line, but the plus 110 versus minus 110, this could be tightly contested. I'd rather have the two points in my pocket. Mm. That is Joe Fortenbaugh, ladies and gentlemen. Good Years luck, Joe. from now, Not we're really, going to be asking who's the next Joe Fortenbaugh. Appreciate it, Joe. Guys with Joe are killing the game. If Evan right keeps the accounting proper, maybe they're asking that. Otherwise, <laughs> I might just end up in the poorhouse. But it's always a pleasure, boys. Have a great show. All right, yeah, George. Evan mm. keeps that up to say, wait, who was the first Joe Fortin? I ball? keep that up. I'm going to be end up in the big house. Oh. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. To me, John Robinson, their GM's the executive of the year. Mike Brable is clearly coach of the year. They've had a remarkable year. I think they match up really well with uh, the Bengals. Christian Fulton went against Jamar Chase every day at LSU. Jack Rabbit Jenkins, a feisty little corner. So I think that's a really good matchup. Joe Burrow gets sacked a lot. Jeff Fisher, former Titans and Rams head coach with us now. Good morning, coach. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing What's good, up, coach? Jeff, man? Key, how you doing? Good, it's been a while. Man. It's been a, that's what I was going to say. It's been a long, long time. How you been? I've been really good, thanks. Yeah, just staying busy, watching watching some ball like you guys, and kind of looking forward to the weekend, but everything's going good. Max and I'm Jay, you know. Out, uh, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. No, I, I just uh, we're gonna we're gonna I get an opportunity. I'm honored. I'm gonna work with the, the NFLPA and my coach the All Star Game Pasadena next week. Come out and see us. So oh, Marvin okay. Lewis is coaching one side. I'm coaching the other, and we're gonna give some young guys a, a, a feel and a sense for what it's like to have a shot to play in the NFL. So it'll be a be a, a good week of ball. Max and Jay, you know I've been knowing Jeff for about 43 years of my life. Mm. I used to hold his helmet and shoulder pads when I was a kid and walk him to the locker room. What? Yeah. Yeah, he got – so I walked back to my uh, apartment um, at, on campus at USC and opened the door, and there's this little dude ripping through my refrigerator. <laughs> I, go, I go, what are you doing? Are you, what are you, who are you? He says, I'm Keyshawn. He goes, I'm hungry. No, really, that's not where it started. Yeah. So the funny part was, I think that one of the best stories, because I'm sure there's other things to talk about, but Keyshawn's at the, at the combine, and uh, he's going through the interview process. And, you know, I was, I, I might have been Tennessee. It was Tennessee Oilers, I think. We hadn't become the Titans yet. And he just kind of sticks his head in there for a quick little hey and says hi. And our GM, Floyd Reese, rest his soul, says, so I understand you two guys go way back. And Keyshawn says, yeah. Um, I used to carry Jeff's, he didn't say stuff, but you know what I mean. So I used to carry Jeff's stuff around on campus when he was at SC. And he said, now he's going to carry my stuff around. So <laughs> that, was his, that was the length of his interview going to the draft with us. But, yeah, we go back. Yeah, no, we go way back. And speaking of going back, uh, you, you coach the Titans and you coach the Rams, Jeff. Of these two teams, which one has impressed you the most as of right now? Well, let me go back to the Titans-Rams game the week after they lost the big back and what the Titans did out here. I think, it, I mean, obviously it was a, a wake-up call for both teams because the Rams realized that you you need to show up week after week with the physical part of your game. And I didn't think they brought that, and that's the way the Titans are. And I think it was a great wake-up call for the Rams. The Titans proved that they could go out and, and find ways to win, you know, without without 22. And so I think that was a, a game. And I remember uh, I had some buddies on that staff and in the organization. I remember sending a text over, and I said, hey, Tell those coaches to keep those game plans handy because they may need them in February. So, you know, it's interesting how, you know, how both teams have progressed since that time. But uh, just, you know, uh, really impressed with uh, what what Sean's got going there. I think it looks like things are clicking. And, you know, it's good to see, you know, OBJ making some plays outside because that was kind of the, the thing. I mean, missing Robert and everything. You guys talk about it all the time, I'm sure. But it looks like he's settling into that offense. So the other side goes to the Titans. I mean, they're they're built well. Uh, they're very, very physical, as you know. And, you know, they've had a week off. And, you know, they're going to they're gonna give Cincinnati everything they can handle this coming weekend. So don't be surprised if you get another, you know, obviously if that, this happens and you got Buffalo coming into, into Nashville uh, for the second time. Coach, you, you mentioned OBJ. Um, they, made a, they made a bunch of acquisitions, the Rams, even in the season, right? And, but they really pushed their chips to the middle of the table 
two firsts and a third and number one overall pick for Stafford and and then they you know a second and a third for Von Miller and they bring in OBJ and they had to bring in Sony Michelle because of the injury to Cam Akers and Cam Akers comes back and they all seem to be contributing. Do you think that that was like the Rams acquisitions were the right thing to strike while the iron's hot? Was it right for them to push all their chips to the middle of the table at this point? You know, I yeah, I, I don't uh, disagree with anything that they did. Uh, it, it's all about now for them. And there's no, there, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, uh, putting this this. Look, looking at the future and sustaining this thing, they they have shown that they'll do it. You know, every year uh, with a plan that we don't have any any idea of what they're doing, but they do it. So it's their philosophy is all about now, and you know, obviously, this is a place to, you know, to you know exercise that that option, if you will, uh, year after year. So. You know, I don't disagree with anything they did. Uh, they look, they're playing really well. You know, uh, I mean, you know, the 49ers are going to do be the 49ers, and they're going to give people problems who whoever they play. But consistently, I think the Rams have, have done the right thing. It's good to see these people contributing. But um, you know, hey, it's a you know, it's a one game year. It's a one game league, man. So they're going to have to put it all together down south of Tampa Bay. That's for sure. Uh, Jeff Fisher, former Titans and Rams head coach. Jeff, uh, I wanted to ask you, what's more important to this team right now, their defense or Matthew Stafford? Uh, well, I, I know both are important in the big scheme. Take one of them away. I mean, I'd look at it this way: take just take one aspect away. What do you have? You, you don't have. You know, you don't have a playoff team. So, um, you know, I think I think you can you can overcome. You got you got. Obviously, do the numbers. You got, you got, you know, fifteen guys or eighteen guys contributing on the defense. You can lose one, take Matthew out. You got problems. But look at it that way. But everybody's going at this time of year. Everybody's going to have to play well. You just don't get, you know, you don't get a break. You don't get a week off or a day off this at this time of year. Jeff, I want to ask you real quick. Do you want to get back in it? Do you want to be a head coach again, or maybe a DC? You know, I've I've had. A lot of inquiries regarding uh, coordinating defense, um, and I actually, I, I yeah, I have interest in getting back in. I think as time goes on, uh, my you know the options are are, are become less and less. Um, that's just the, the nature of the game. But uh, I I don't have uh, intention of going back in coordinating and working my way uh, you know back up into a into that that an opportunity that way again. Um, you know, I enjoy what I'm doing. I'm enjoying it. What happens in life, man, is, is we we bust our rear ends to get to a point when you, where you want to be able to do things in life. It's just kind of like that. I don't want to call it retirement, but, you know, for example, I you know I enjoy Montana. I've got a place up there I've had since the 90s, and, and, you know, it wasn't until a few years ago until I saw it for the first time in the fall. Ever, you know, so I, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Yes, I have interest, and in, do I think I can do it? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm watching it. I'm watching this, you know, every weekend and watching stuff go on. And you know, I think, um, you know, I think that, you know, I, I think ownership, by and large, in the National Football League needs to take a look at what they're doing and how they're doing it because it, 
it's just it's hard for me to watch uh, you know franchises change head coaches every couple of years over and over and over again and you see what happens you know where Cleveland you know for over a decade it just was Cleveland and now you got teams out out there in the National Football League that are on the verge of becoming the old Cleveland where it was just turnover and turmoil and no direction so but uh, appreciate you, the, the question but um, you know again as, it, as as time goes on you know the opportunities that they seem you know fewer far between but i'm good with that i had a great run and uh, and and i have great memories from you know based on what i did and you know and met great people and, and had success and moved two franchises and all that so you know I, i'm blessed to be in the position where i'm at right now that's jeff fisher ladies and gentlemen thanks for jumping on this morning with us coach All right, Jeff. I appreciate the opportunity, guys. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. When you know your gardeners come at a certain time and a certain day, and then other people's gardeners are there when you try to take a nap, and they're there for like 30 minutes making noise loud. I'm talking loud. Lawn mowers. Yeah, very relatable. I know everyone out there is going, I hate it. I know for one, I hate it when the gardeners, when the neighbors gardeners. gardeners Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. All y'all going to get, y'all gonna get fired messing with me. What you talking about? Because they're what? trying to set me up, make it sound like I'm a 1% and when y'all got five, six acres of lawn to be mowed. Y'all want to make it seem, seem like I'm just a one percenter guy you here. You were the one who came yeah, out. You, you said told the story, not us. That that when your gardeners, no, your no, gardeners are waking you and up to Ma- nap, and then Max tries to do the little voice, the champagne and caviar voice. <laughs> well, Max lives <laughs> in the city. You know what I mean? So, well, uh, yeah, lives in the city, but ask him where he goes on the weekends. He that ain't to, the city. He go, shows up at parties. <laughs> Lady and Mr. Johnson are here. <laughs> nah, if I hey, if I went the door. Hey, look, if I if I went to a party like that, I, do something to me, man. If I show up at a party like that, you have the, I, I'll let you do whatever you want to do to me. <laughs> want to talk to you on the radio? That's all. All right, LeBron James. He uh, plays forward for the Lakers. Sometimes center, sometimes yeah, guard. Actually, more so center. 
don't know if you heard. And he's about the general him. manager slash. That, that's team true. Owner. And the general manager and coach in a way. Yeah, trying to be team owner. He here he's he's at the press conference being asked, you know, in his capacity as GM about uh, his coach's job. I'm not in that business of, of uh, pointing fingers or, or pointing blame or trying to uh, put a quote at the end or at the start of somebody's uh, of someone's commentator of what they feel. You know, our coaching staff or, or Frank is or where Russ is or where I'm at or AD. Um, if it's not positive for me, I, I'm, it's not my it's not my lane. I'm not a, I'm not a negative person. If you got something to, to ask me besides trying to somebody I suppose. Like I'm not about stirring anything. I'm I'm about solutions. Like that's what I hear LeBron saying. Like I'm not going to sit here and say, "Well, it's our coaching," or I'm going to throw my coach under the bus. I'm going to throw my general manager under the bus. He's sitting there saying, "No, we have to find answers," and that's how I'll answer this question to the media. Yeah, he's not about that. He's about firing them, then coming out and saying, "Look, I'm not the GM." <laughs> <laughs> LeBron has a lot of power in the organization. Of course, of course he is because he's the one of the greatest players of all time, and he's still excellent. He's been playing insanely great recently but i don't need to tell the media that right key you, you like it huh you like him uh tamping down the negativity huh of course who doesn't nobody wants to hear that mess well germ spreaders man that's the business you're in now in the kedia we're back tomorrow the guys kedia. that kills me. with hall of famers ronnie lott and Derek Brooks. Now let me tell you something. The easiest thing to do in the world is nothing. Passively sit there and let the radio wash over. Greeny is next. We'll be back tomorrow, KJM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.